Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is God's Heart and Plan for Mankind, Part 3. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful. You're such a good God. You're so full of mercy and love. You just are so good to us. You're so merciful. We come with praise and thanksgiving today, ready for what you have for us, Father. Not come with an attitude, oh, I already know that. No, coming for more, like peeling an onion back. Your word is that layer upon layer of revelation. And we come for more today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks, we're going to talk again today about understanding the heart of God and his plans for mankind. You know, we can stop God from showing us deeper revelation if we think, oh, I already know that. We've talked about that for a couple days already. No, no, no. Let's be open to all that God has for us on this topic. It is so important to understand who God is, his nature, his heart, and his plans. Let's start in Genesis 13, verse 1. Then Abram went up from Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him, to the south. Verse 2, Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. Folks, the most well-known man in covenant with God in the Old Testament was very rich, the scripture says. Unfortunately, there are many Christians who truly love God that think having a lot of money is evil. That would be a shock to God, as he made Abram very rich. In fact, God's golden streets in heaven, I would think I uh, would consider him to be very rich also. Come on, folks. Let's read 1 Timothy 6.10. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. You see, folks, Abram didn't love money. He loved God. And he was blessed financially and in many other ways. You see, many poor or middle class or rich people love money. It's not about the money. It's about loving it. God wants to bless us in all ways, including financially, so we can bless others. If we want to help people in financial need, we can't do it if we are broke and barely getting by ourselves. Have you ever thought about this? If people think money is so evil, why don't they give half or three quarters or all of their money away? In the same way, if sickness is from God, why would we even go to the doctor or hospital for healing? Much of the gospel today has been perverted or twisted by the natural thoughts of man. Wow, we're stomping on some religious demons today. <laughs> Back to Genesis 13, verse 5. Lot also, who went with Abram, had flocks and herds and tents. Verse 6. Now the land was not able to support them, that they might dwell together, for their possessions were so great they could not dwell together. Verse, uh, I'm sorry, Genesis 15, God's covenant with Abram. Verse 1, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. So, folks, God is protection 
in our great reward. This is part of his heart and plan. Verse 2, But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless? And the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Verse 3, Then Abram said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. Folks, Abram asked God. James 4.2 says, You do not have because you do not ask. Folks, God's heart is for us to ask him in faith. Now going back to Genesis 15 verse 4, And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Verse 5, Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. My friends, God's heart is to give us the desires of our heart. Psalm 37, 4, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So, folks, the first part is to delight or enrapture ourselves in the Lord. Then he shall give us the desires of our heart. Going back to Genesis 15, now verse 6. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Folks, again, God showing that he wants to be in covenant with righteous men and women. Genesis 17, the sign of the covenant. Verse 1, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. Folks, God's heart is us for us to live a clean life for him. Don't be deceived by the many end-time pastors and preachers that preach the world and not the Bible. Many are people-pleasers and not God-pleasers. Jesus is coming back for a clean church. Verse 2, I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Folks, you see Abraham's, or Abram's reaction in the next verse Some people want God's best, but they won't worship, praise, or honor God, or even go to church regularly. Verse 3, Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. Verse 5, No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. Friends, part of God's heart is for us to see ourselves like God sees us. He doesn't see us, his children, as defeated. He sees them as overcomers by the blood of Jesus and the word of their testimony. See, we give our testimony. Verse 6, I will make you exceedingly fruitful. I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. Verse 7, I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. 
Folks, God wants us to choose his everlasting covenant. He wants us to allow him to be our God and the same for our descendants. Verse 8, Also I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan, as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said to Abraham, As for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants, after you throughout their generations. Verse 10, This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. My friends, God says we shall keep God's covenant. He won't make us keep them. We have to keep God's covenant. Then verse 19, Then God said, No, Sarah, your wife shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. Now finally today in Genesis 22, verses 15 through 18. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven. Folks, this is when Abraham was following God's instructions to sacrifice his very own son, Isaac. Verse 16, And said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies." My friends, God's heart is to bless his obedient children. Again, he wants his obedient children to multiply as the stars of the heaven, and God will protect us from our enemies. And verse 18, In your seed all nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful that you're a covenant God that you show us in your word, your nature, your plans, your heart, Father. And we desire to know more about you. And all we have to do is dig into your word and just pray and fellowship with you. You want us to know you more. You created us for fellowship. And Father, we thank you for showing us through these scriptures, Father, how to get closer to you and what your plans are for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. We love you all. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.